At Brand Mary, we believe in the power of storytelling. So we're on a mission to help entrepreneurs own and monetize their story through personal branding and advanced marketing strategies. Build a brand, market with ease, create more income and impact. Welcome to the Brand Mary Podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to the Brand Mary Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm going to go out on a limb and say if you are listening to today's episode, you are most likely in your first year as an entrepreneur. So it's the beginning of the year, right? Okay, so I'm assuming maybe you got the idea of starting your business in 2022. You started making progress. Hopefully, fingers crossed over here, you started signing clients. And now you're looking to elevate your experience. We're always looking to scale our businesses, whatever that might look like for you. I'm a firm believer in that I can't tell you how much money to charge or how much money to desire in your business. That's something that you need to determine yourself. So whatever that goal is, for this year. I'm so excited you're tuning in today because we are going to talk about the top seven things that business owners should focus on in their first year, year and a half of their business. And like I said, I've got seven tips for you. So we are not going to waste any time at all. We are just going to jump right into the mix. Okay? So The very first tip that I have for you is all about branding. Yes, my friend. (laughs) Branding is absolutely where you should start. And so I think it's important for us to define what branding is so that you're super clear on the steps that you need to take in order to build a sustainable and revenue-generating brand. And more importantly, a brand that will keep performing for you for years to come. The goal is not to create a brand and then have to rebrand and rebrand again and repeat the process over and over again. That is seriously just sucking the life out of your energy. There will always be an evolutionary process that happens with branding as you yourself evolve as a business owner. But the goal, of course, is that we can lay a strong foundation, make small tweaks and edits as we scale, but not have to repeat the process. It's also incredibly important that at the branding phase, you aren't spending all of your time in the next year just worried about this. We've got six other things that we need to focus on in order to grow your business. And if you're not familiar with my story, I was able to grow a six-figure business within one year of signing my first client within about a year and a half of actually getting the idea to start my business. And so I know it is absolutely possible. And as a branding strategist, I also know that your brand should not take you more than 30 days to establish. Yes, I just said what I said. Your brand does not need to, should not take you more than 30 days to establish. So let's talk about what a brand actually is. Because I will often ask individuals like have you done any branding work? How do you how confident do you feel in your brand? And they say, "Oh, you know, I don't have a logo, I don't have my fonts, I don't really have a visual brand, so I don't have a brand." That is only one tiny piece of the puzzle, and I often say that this is like the cherry on top of the sundae, okay? This is like that extra pizzazz, but you could absolutely get started with just bare bones. This is 
my message. This is my niche. This is my ideal customer. This is my offer. Sharing pictures of yourself online. You don't have to worry so much about colors, fonts, and things like that right out of the gate. Okay. So please don't let that hold you back. So let's talk about what is needed inside the branding phase or tip number one, right? Of our seven tips today. And know that I have a lot of podcast episodes dedicated to branding, solely on branding. So be sure to search on the Brand Mary website for branding specifically, or go to whichever, you know, wherever you listen to this podcast and look at the Brand Mary podcast and look for specific episodes on branding. There are so many, okay? So the very first part of the branding process is identifying your niche. Now, at the time of this release, we are actually in the middle of a niche challenge here at Brand Mary. I hope that you are part of that challenge. It's a live challenge that I do for my community and I'm pre-recording this, obviously, but every year I run this challenge and it is so much fun. So I know we're having a freaking blast. And if you miss this year's challenge, know that we will most likely be doing another one. So make sure that you're on the Brand Mary list and you are tuned in to what's happening, all the workshops, all those different things that I email my community about. But this very first stage, niching down, is all about determining what kind of part of the market you are going to fit into. And so often we'll come in thinking about maybe someone we want to serve or something we want to offer. And the niching down process is really just about getting specific within that industry. And it's it's allowing you to really highlight those things that you want to be known for. So when I first started, I wanted to help with branding, okay? And brand storytelling was obviously my little key superpower within that niche. So this process is all about a understanding where do you fit in, where is going to be your industry specifically, and then what are those strengths that you're going to be bringing to the table that might differentiate you from others in your industry. And that's incredibly important, as you can imagine, when it comes to standing out online. Also in this phase, you're really getting in touch with your story and what has led you to this moment because storytelling is one of the key content pillars that you can really start sharing online via your marketing before really anything else is established. And so I will have clients who really want to rip off the Band-Aid and after they've identified their niche, they will actually start just creating content online just to start creating that momentum. And it's really centered around their story, their strengths, and what has led them to where they are today. The second part of the branding process is all about your ideal customer. Who do you ultimately want to work with? This information is key. And I have an entire video on market research over on the YouTube channel for Brand Mary. So you can check that out brandmary.com slash YouTube. All right. So those first two pieces, as you can see, are incredibly crucial. What are you going to (laughs) do? And who do you want to work with? This is already going to allow you to niche down into a specific market and create specific language, which leads me to the third phase, which is messaging. This is where you start to create more specific communication, things that your audience specifically is going to resonate with when you share content online, when you start writing copy for your website. All of your communication practices stem from this messaging phase. And what I teach here at Brand Mary is called Core Brand Messages. And this is something that I teach inside of my signature program, Roadmap to Freedom. In fact, everything inside of this branding phase is covered inside of my program, Roadmap to Freedom. And doors are opening soon. So if you are on my email list, stay tuned because doors are opening Sunday, January 29th, 2023 for the first time in over a year and a half. So if any of this resonates with you, know that we take it further and we walk you through the step-by-step process inside of that program. 
So the fourth part of this is the offer. Now, we're going to talk about this again in our next step, um, but your core offer is incredibly important. And the reason that I recommend having just a core offer in the beginning is all about focus. In Greg McKeon's book, Essentialism, he talks a little bit more about energy and our energy expenditures, and it's going to be a lot easier for you to scale your business if you're really focused on one core offer out of the gate. It's also going to allow you to be known for something. So a lot of my clients will start with like a one-to-one type of offer, like consulting, maybe graphic design, maybe one-to-one yoga training. And this is something I talked about in last week's episode where I broke down why one-on-one is actually a fantastic place to start and how you can start signing clients. And really, even seven years in, I'm still using one-on-one as a huge revenue generator for brand Mary as a whole. So really at this point, you're wanting to think of your core offer and really outlining kind of your signature framework. What do you ultimately want to lead your ideal customer through? Whether that is through one-on-one, a course, or a group program, I'm never going to tell you what you have to start with, but I am going to say that one-on-one typically has a faster entry point into making money and it costs less money up front to get started with one-on-one. All right. The next part of this process is the final part of the branding process, and it's all about emotional branding. And this is where those aesthetics come in. So think your colors, your fonts. And at this phase, you you know what you need to know about your ideal customer. You're really clear on your communication strategy. You have tapped into your story, especially if you've gone through any of my programs where storytelling is such a foundation. So you've tapped into your story. And now we are starting to identify how you ultimately want your audience to feel, and then using those emotions to motivate our colors, our fonts, if we're going to be doing any design elements like your logo, any brand photography, all of those different things, this is where that phase comes in. And I'm going to share a disclaimer with you that you absolutely do not need a logo to be successful online. We are in an era of personal branding, my friends. And so showing up with photos of your face, of your products, if you are selling products, is absolutely great. We don't really have a designated logo here at Brand Mary. I think I had one for the first year and then I stopped using it. We have a little circle favicon with BM in it in a font that we use so that you can recognize our website. And that's about it. We don't use it anywhere else. So please know and don't get too hung up on having these pieces. Now, obviously, if you are releasing products, you're doing any shipping or anything like that, I understand why you would absolutely want to have some sort of logo. But please don't let that keep you from moving on in this process. So that's a little overview of what branding is, and I want to really emphasize the one core offer here because that is what I recommend for tip number two. Tip number two, again, is just a continuation of what we talked about, but focusing on scaling one core offer at least for the first 90 days of your business. I focused on one core offer for almost an entire year in my business. Now, I had little entry points where I would offer maybe like a bonus workbook if you joined one-on-one or a bonus workshop if you signed up for one-on-one. 
And those were just like additional things that I was testing out to possibly repurpose later. But I wasn't selling those individual things in the first year of my business. I was really focused on one-on-one. It helped me streamline my messaging. Everyone knew what I offered. I offered different types of one-on-one. So working with me in like a one-off session, working with me for six months at a time, a continuation package. But all of my energy and attention really went to this one-to-one relationship. It made my messaging, my content creation, everything crystal clear. And the beautiful thing is that I was able to scale that one-to-one offer to a point where I was fully booked. I had 10 one-to-one clients. I couldn't take any more. My schedule would not allow it. So what I did is then I created a course on branding. I had now helped a bunch of individuals with one-on-one support. And so most of them had come to me for branding work. So rather than repeating myself in the one-to-one process. Again, I packaged it all in a branding course, and then I later launched Roadmap to Freedom. Now, Roadmap to Freedom is my longest standing program. Again, I mentioned doors are opening this Sunday, January 29th, and I'm so excited. If you want to learn more, go to brandmary.com slash freedom. You can watch some testimonials to get you ready to see if this is the program for you because doors will only be open for a few days. So inside of Roadmap to Freedom, we focus on the branding phase, which I said, and that's over a 30-day period. Like I said before, a 30-day period is really all you need to solidify your brand. And with the support of myself and the Brand Mary team, I will say it's a lot easier than maybe doing it yourself. There's something that happens with branding, even for myself, where it's really hard to um, you know, move forward in that process and see what we can't see. You know, it's it's a lot easier to have someone from the outside come in and say, wow, this is amazing. Or yes, I'm feeling this. I'm totally picking up on that. And then moving on with the process because you absolutely need to. You cannot stay in the branding phase for six months or you will lose massive momentum. And then, of course, tip number two, scaling one core offer. That is what we focus on inside of Brand Mary. And then we also encourage our clients to map out a signature framework so that then they can create courses and memberships and different things like that. And inside of Roadmap to Freedom, we have a brand new bonus module all about course creation and membership creation and digital products if that's something that you ultimately want to add on. And I highly recommend you do to diversify your income after your first year in business. All right. So tip number three is all about your online presence. Now, what I mean by your online presence is creating these home bases where your brand is ultimately going to live. So we often refer to your website at Brand Mary as your home base. And the reason for that is because it is a central location where you control the narrative. Okay. You can't really do that on social media where you control the narrative and people can get everything that they absolutely need from that one-stop shop. That's what a website is. And it's incredibly powerful. So you definitely want to have a working website within your first year in business. My clients are encouraged to wrap up their branding and then start to move in to email list building and website immediately. In fact, that's the second phase that we teach inside of Roadmap to Freedom. So in our second and third months of the program, clients are mapping out their freebie, their lead magnet, so they can start to grow their their email list and having a home base. Now your website does not need a designer 
to do it. If that is available to you, obviously it's amazing to have that elevated look and it's amazing to be able to hand that off. But many of my clients take a DIY approach, especially for their first website. And so the core things that you really want to make sure are on your website are just a story about who you are. You're about me because people care. This is why people buy. So making sure that you're communicating what you do, why you do it, and what's ultimately led you here. Then making sure that you have your signature offer on your website. So having a sales page for that signature offer, either a way for them to purchase, book a discovery call, or schedule a call with you, a consultation or a chat, or apply. Another great option. And then making sure that you also have your freebie as a way to grow your email list and some sort of content hub. Think your blog, think links to social media if that's where you want to show up, think your YouTube videos linked on your website, your podcast, different things like that. So that no matter where someone is you know, in the client buying journey and when they discover your website, they're getting the information that they need to make a choice about your brand. If someone is not yet ready to purchase and they're just kind of experiencing exploring their options, your content and your freebie is going to be incredibly valuable to them. It's going to get them into your world. You're going to be able to nurture them and make a sale. If someone is a little bit further along and they're starting to kind of shop around a bit, then they might really resonate with your story. They want to see what you offer. Is it something that they need? And then who are you? What can they gather from you and your expertise from your website? And then of course, if someone's been following you for a really long time, they can go to your website and they can sign up for your core offer. So having your online presence created is incredibly important. And I recommend that by about the three month mark, you have your brand solidified. You've got your freebie and your email lead magnet, that whole email sequence set up so you can onboard people onto your email list. And then you also have your website established, the basics there. Okay. And obviously all of these things we teach inside of my program, Roadmap to Freedom, And many of our clients who come have some of these pieces already in place, but we're really helping them streamline the process, fill in the gaps, and wrap it up with a nice little bow so they can move on to my fourth tip, which is marketing and visibility. OMG, I finally made a physical planner. Truth be told, I created this planner years ago, but we have finally brought it all together and created this physical planner for you to help you in your business. When I first started my business, I was working a nine to five, had a new baby, and I was juggling all of the things while trying to get my business off the ground and running. And even as I continued to grow my business for a few years, it was as a solopreneur. And so I really had to have a clear plan of action and a roadmap for what I was focused on every single day so that I didn't have to waste time sitting in overwhelm or wondering what I was going to be working on. I started implementing the practices inside of the new 90-day brand Mary Planner back in 2016 when I was juggling all the things similar to probably what you're doing right now as you work to grow your business. I spent a few years tweaking it until finally at the beginning of 2020, I felt like I had mastered the 90-day plan. That also just so happens to be the same year that I doubled my revenue, and I don't think that it was by chance. I really think it came down to having a really clear roadmap and intention on what I was going to be working on and what would yield the biggest results in my business. 
So we have created this beautiful planner for you. It is an eight by five by 11 to serve as your key signature planner specifically for your business. It's not necessarily a place to jot down every single thing that you are doing in your life. We can save that all for our automated Google calendars, please. Those are on our phone. This is really for you to be intentional with the plans of your business. Now, of course, inside of the planner, there are tons of strategies because if you know me, you know, and it's so important in how you show up in your life how to plan. We talk about your business in general, how you plan your business around really important events in your life, and making sure that you're checking in with yourself on a regular basis. This planner covers all of the areas that I talk about when it comes to building a sustainable business. So, If you feel like you set these really big intentions for the year, but then you don't have a clear roadmap and action plan for actually executing those pieces, this planner is for you. If you feel like you can really get overwhelmed with all the different things that you could be doing in your business and don't actually take the time to map it all out and break it all down into bite-sized pieces, then this planner is definitely for you. If you feel like you are always running your business on full throttle, not taking time to actually check in with yourself or see how your business is feeling and make those adjustments regularly, then you guessed it. This planner is for you. This planner was really designed to help you build your sustainable business while making sure that your business doesn't take away from the beautiful life of freedom that you desire. You can head to brandmary.com slash planner to grab your planner today. Again, it's brandmary, B-R-A-N-D-M-E-R-R-Y.com slash planner. You can also sign up for some additional resources that you get once you purchase the planner to help you improve your time management and productivity. I can't wait for you to get your hands on this and see how it supports you in building your sustainable business and life of freedom. And I would argue this is the most crucial, consistent practice that you need to have in your business, not just in your first year, but for many, many years to come. You can't stop marketing, okay? You can't stop marketing. This is the part of the process where you get in front of a new person regularly in your business, and then they come on your email list and you nurture them and you make the sale. This is key. And so because this is specifically focused on your first year in business, I have tons of information on marketing um, on, on the podcast and on my blog, but because we're focusing on one on our first first year, first year and a half of business, I want you to create one core piece of content. For the first six months in your business, focus on one core piece of content. Maybe that's blogging, podcasting, creating video content. Maybe you really love short form video content. So starting off on a platform like TikTok or Instagram or even Pinterest idea pins is great for you. I'm not even going to be picky with where you start, but I am going to share some of the differences between the platforms. The biggest difference is that YouTube, podcasting, and your blog are more evergreen content. 
meaning that they're going to last for years and years to come. Now, that might scare you when you're just starting out because you're like, oh man, (laughs) I don't really know what I'm talking about, which is why a lot of my clients actually start on social media. It's a great way to test out their content. It's a great way to play with a bunch of different things, see what individuals resonate with, and then they make the switch over to more long-form content. But I also have clients who come to me who are anti-social media, which is cool, and they're more writers, they want to write long-form content like blogging, I want you to find the medium that works for you. But I want you to focus on one to start. This is going to allow you to be super consistent, pay attention to trends on that platform, and put your energy and attention into that singular place. Then once you've created a consistent pattern between 90 days and the six-month mark, then you can start thinking of your distribution plan. And that's when you start to get really, really smart with the type of content that you're creating and repurposing it for multiple platforms. So for instance, this is a podcast episode. I'm also recording it to repurpose the video. I'm also going to have this podcast episode on my blog. We'll also be transcribing and creating shorter videos for social media. And so I'm allowing, I'm giving myself the room to to disperse this content on multiple platforms. And a lot of entrepreneurs think about that like right in the beginning. But if you're in those first six months of starting this process, I don't want you to worry too much about that distribution. I want you to focus on consistent marketing and visibility. Because what I have seen having, you know, mentored for seven years now, having run Roadmap to Freedom multiple times, helped hundreds of entrepreneurs through that program. This is where entrepreneurs get hung up. And just focusing on consistency and testing different content and just the practice of putting yourself out there can be incredibly beneficial in the longevity and the sustainability and the scalability of your business. Okay, so quickly to recap, and then we're going to move into the last couple tips. We had branding number one. We had scaling one core offer rather than trying to expend your energy in a bunch of different directions, confusing your audience, really focusing in on one core offer. Now, again, this is my tip. This is my recommendation. I'm all about sustainability. I do not want you to create a business that causes burnout. But of course, if you think of some low-priced offer that you also want to have, Test it out. See what works for you. I'm sharing what has worked for me and what has worked for the majority of my clients, and that has been scaling one core offer for simplicity purposes. Then we talked about your online presence, which is all about having that home base for your website and having a way for people to get onto your email list. And then, of course, your marketing and visibility, focusing in on one core platform for at least the first six months, okay? And then worrying about a distribution plan from there. The goal with your marketing and visibility is, of course, to create brand awareness and, of course, make sales. But I also don't want us to forget about the importance of brand attraction, aka building your email list. Because again, as we mentioned before, people are finding your brand at different stages of the buying process. So someone might find your brand and not even like be at a place where they're considering investing in anything. Having your email list is a great next step for them. They get a freebie from you, they get on your email list, and then you can step into that authority role, teach them more about where they're at, Start to talk about solutions to their problem, be that a service or a product that you offer, and warm them up to eventually investing in your brand over someone else. So please don't forget that piece of marketing and visibility, which is growing your community, which I always suggest happens off of social media. Okay, we've got three more tips. 
The next one is all about bulk scheduling. Something that's really going to help you in your first year, year and a half of business is creating a bulk schedule. Most likely, you are building your business while working a nine to five, have a side hustle, or of course, have many other commitments in your life. You're a caretaker, you're a parent, you've got all of these other programs and things that you're in. Maybe you're still in school, okay? So bulk scheduling is really going to save you. It's going to save you time, and it's also going to help you do more in the limited time that you have. There's so many reasons for this, but the biggest reason is that it forces you to prioritize the things that are going to move your business forward. Rather than saying, okay, I'm going to sit down for four hours and just like work on my business, you're going in with a purpose and you really have purposeful time set aside making your business a priority. So for instance, things that you can bulk schedule are content creation, all right? If you're doing videos or something like that, that might be another book where you're creating the video and then you have another day where you're actually sitting down and you know, posting the video or scheduling the video. We've got email list building. That is something that can absolutely be a bulk schedule type of day where you're creating content that specifically is focused on building your email list. You are sending emails to your audience. So you could have one content creation day or depending on your schedule, you could bulk together the different content and marketing tasks on different days. Admin days, financials, going through and auditing the different programs that you're investing in, the different software that you're using, research time. So sitting down and researching. Maybe you know you need a new software for your business, so you're sitting down and you're researching those those different options. That is a fantastic designated time in those first years, uh, first year of your business. I also love education time. I still do this in my business where I've got a day of the week every week, and it does fluctuate for me now because I do have a very, I can pretty much create my schedule no matter what. I'm not working another job. I work full time in my business, but it's a time where I'm elevating my expertise. I invest in programs still to this day where I'm learning a new trade. I'm learning a new skill. I'm learning a way to elevate the experience for my clients and my customers. And that is my education time. So bulk scheduling time like that. As you start to sign clients, having bulk scheduled days that you work with clients, you don't need to have an open schedule with 30 days of availability for a client to book a call with you. Get really strategic and specific with the days of the week that you are mentoring. I do Tuesdays and Thursdays, which is pretty consistent for me. Every once in a while, I'll add in a Wednesday if I'm going on vacation. But those are my client days, and they happen bi-weekly. So I know that on those days, I'm not going to be creating content. I'm not going to be writing emails. I'm not going to be doing all this other stuff. I'm going to be solely focused in on serving my clients. So bulk scheduling is a fantastic practice to take on really early on. And I highly recommend that you start that now, like today, today. (laughs) In my first year of business, I had client days, which were Tuesdays and Thursdays. Wednesday was a project day. So that was when I was working on like workbooks or different things like that. If I was gearing up to launch a group program, I would be working on the materials for that. Monday was my content creation day and Friday was kind of my free education research day. And I still, to this day, have Monday as admin day now. We've got Tuesdays and Thursdays are client days bi-weekly. Wednesday is project days. Fridays, I don't schedule anything. And if I feel inspired, I go ahead and I use that day. So bulk scheduling is a fantastic way to structure your schedule. All right. The next tip I have for you, tip number six, is all about tracking your processes. So this is something that I really wish someone told me about 
when I started my business. Because what happened is that I reached a point where I was like, I'm doing all these things in my business, but I'm, I couldn't even tell you all the things that I was doing because I'm so in it and I know my business enough. But then I wanted to hire support. I wanted to hire a VA and I couldn't even fathom like how to communicate what I was doing to them. And that was really difficult. And so now over the past couple of years, having worked with multiple team members, having Delaina, our operations manager on the team, we're really dedicated to those processes. And I wish that when I first started my business, I would document the different things that I was doing. And what I mean by that is primarily, we'll use marketing as an example. When you're creating your content, let's say you choose to create a podcast, you're writing down your whole standard operating procedure for getting a podcast episode out into the world. So maybe it's like researching ideas, adding ideas to ClickUp, your task management software, recording the podcast. Where do you record it? Then putting the podcast recording somewhere. Where is that podcast recording housed? What's the editing process look like? Do you create a graphic for your podcast? All of those different pieces. Where are you uploading it? What does that look like? It's a lot easier to document those pieces while you're doing it than to have to sit down and remember all of the different elements after the fact. And this is something that can be super easy. I don't even want this to be stressful. It doesn't have to be fancy. You just have a notepad next to you on your desk and you just if you're working on something, you just write down the different steps that you are working on, get that into a Google Doc fantastic. If you are using some sort of software, let's say you are uploading your podcast to Libsyn, that's the uh, software that we use, then just use a tool called Loom, L-O-O-M. It's free videos up to five minutes or you can pay for it. Uh, There's also a ton of other ways to record. You can choose whatever you want. Loom is what we use here at Brand Mary. Hit record, just record yourself uploading that and then save that video. And then you have documentation. So then when you bring somebody on, a VA who's maybe going to help you with the process of getting your podcast uploaded, creating graphics, you can just hand over this document and you can hand over this video for them to watch on their own. It's pretty powerful. Something I wish someone would have told me in my first year of business. And finally, number seven, your financials. Now I know this could be really scary. I know it was for me. I have I've I have a very interesting relationship with money. It's something I've been working on for a very long time, still to this day working on it. I think we all are brought face to face with a lot of feelings that we have and beliefs we have about money when we are wanting to create money, right? We're creating a business that we are solely responsible for marketing and bringing in that money and that revenue. And so one of the things that I did really early on that I'm really glad that I did was I started tracking my financials. In the beginning of my business, like many of you, you are the one that's probably paying for your email provider, for your website. I never recommend that clients invest in crazy expensive platforms. Like start with the bare bones and then as your business grows, you can always up level and scale up. This is another reason that I recommend starting with one-on-one because it's a lot quicker to sign a one-on-one client in your business and start making that money back. But I digress. I know I keep talking about (laughs) one-to-one, but it truly is a fantastic place to start for so many entrepreneurs. So When it comes to the financials, it can be so simple. Creating a spreadsheet where you track the different 
programs that you're using and how much you're spending every single month, even writing down the different types of softwares that you might want so you have the price point for those if you're doing any annuals. And then really, as soon as you start signing clients, look at paying yourself. This is a huge motivator and it's a really great practice. And so let's look at it this way. This is something that I learned from my financial team, Empowered profit. And Amy and her team are absolutely amazing. I've been working with them for a really long time. Amy has a bonus training inside of Roadmap to Freedom where she actually breaks down how to register your business. She also talks about how to pay yourself, how to save taxes, all of that. It's something we provide our clients in the first week inside of a Roadmap to Freedom because obviously this is a big deal. This is a big deal knowing where your money is going in your business, and also making sure that you are rewarding yourself for your time and energy. And so when it comes to paying yourself, you know, one of the things that Amy talks about is a profit plan type of transfer. And so when you're first starting out, maybe you sign your first client. Now, we want every dollar that comes into your business to have a purpose. So when that client comes in, let's say you sign a $1,000 client, then let's say 5% of that goes into a savings, 5% goes into like a slush fund, and you decide to pay yourself 10% of that, and then the rest stays in the business account, right? That's just an easy example. Or maybe you decide that every week you're going to pay yourself $100 of the business, and that's how you start out. That's something that I did in the beginning before I even had a business checking account, which I wish I would have started a business checking account from day one. You absolutely should. You should keep your money separate. But I was using PayPal. So PayPal was where I was, my clients were paying me. And then I was just paying all of my expenses and stuff kind of from my PayPal account. And then I would transfer money to myself every week from PayPal as my payroll. So that was like bare bones getting started. But the point here is that you're aware of the financials. You're aware of how the money is flowing in and out of your business. And you're starting to compensate yourself via payroll from the beginning. Now, obviously this wasn't like legit payroll where I was running through Gusto, which is the program that we use now. In fact, I got a cool coupon code. If you want to check it out, you can go to the show notes for today's episode and you can try out Gusto. If you are at a place where you are wanting to start a payroll, this is a fantastic tool to pay yourself distribute taxes and all those different things. So this is what we use now, right? Like I call it legit payroll where it's like stuff is coming out for taxes and you know, the, the, it's getting transferred to my bank account. But in the beginning, it was solely just, I was transferring myself a specific number every single week. And I even shot for like the same day every week. And then I would log that in my spreadsheet. Maybe it's not weekly. Maybe it's just monthly for you, whatever that looks like. But I really encourage you to start treating your business like a business from day one. And part of that is obviously the financial piece of the puzzle. So there you have it. Those are the seven tips, the seven things that business owners should really focus on in their first year of business. You'll notice that we really covered all of our main buckets. We've got your brand in place. You have your website, your marketing focused on creating content and visibility. We have your sales machine, which is one core offer to start. You're working on your productivity and your scheduling. You're tracking your processes for further scalability and simplifying the process. It's really nice too to look at a process and be like, okay, well, that's unnecessary. I don't need to do that, right? Or as you start to grow your business, you can look at the different things that you're doing and say, wow, someone else could do this for me and it would free up so much more of my time. 
And then finally, we have the financial bucket as well. So I hope that this was really beneficial to you as you are in the first year, year and a half of your business. And I just want to share that the perfect place for you at this stage of your business is absolutely Roadmap to Freedom. And as I mentioned, Roadmap to Freedom is opening January 29th, 2023 for the first time in over a year and a half. And this live group program is dedicated to helping entrepreneurs with the step-by-step process, the step-by-step roadmap of building a sustainable business. So we cover the four phases of brandy, branding, brandy, no, branding, community growth, marketing, client attraction, and then authentic selling. And once you have these pieces in place, you can always revisit them as you grow your business. We have alumni who will message me and say, just launched a new course, went back into Roadmap to Freedom to your bonus launching module, went through the whole thing, and you it to launch my course. I designed this program so that you have everything that you need to build your business. So things like launching, the tech, we've got tech support, we've got those four elements that I shared, and so much more. Myself, as well as the Brand Mary team, are inside of this live group program with bi-weekly calls with myself, mindset calls, a live community where you can ask questions and get your questions answered. Yes, by me. Yes, I'm in there. I get this question every launch where people are like, are you actually there? Or are you just selling it and I'm never going to see you. You're going to see so much of me that you might be tired of me after four months. Okay. This is the most comprehensive program for entrepreneurs to build a sustainable business. And I would love to support you inside of this live program. You can go to brandmary.com slash freedom to check it out. Doors are officially opening on January 29th, 2023 at 7 p.m. Central Time. And that's when that page will go live with your purchase opportunity. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope to see you inside of Roadmap to Freedom. If you have any questions, as always, come on over to Instagram at Michelle Nightco send me a DM. I'm happy to answer any of your questions about today's podcast or about the program Roadmap to Freedom. And I will be back with another episode. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brand Mary podcast. And congrats on taking this time for your future self. If you want to continue to gather information and inspiration, plus check out the links from today's episode, be sure to visit brandmarypodcast.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-M-E-R-R-Y podcast.com. Tons of free resources and links from today's episode are available for you there. And in addition, I have free resources, blogs, and free gifts over at brandmary.com. You can connect with all of my amazing tools to help you build the life of your dreams. I'll be back next week with another episode, and I'll talk to you then. We love reviews over here on the podcast. I mean, who doesn't? If you can take a second to leave a review of the Brand Mary podcast over on iTunes, it would mean so much. And to reward you for your time and energy in doing so, I'd love to buy you your coffee, tea, or freaking muffin completely on me. Just after you leave a review, take a screenshot, head on over to Instagram and find me, Michelle Knight Co. Send me your DM and I will send you a gift card for Starbucks. It's like a win-win. Not only are you writing an amazing review, which allows us to get the podcast out to more people, you're getting a free beverage and we're connected on Instagram. And as always, if this episode spoke to you, please consider sharing it with just one person. It means a lot. All right. Thanks so much. And I'll see you in next week's episode.